Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I am CJ Sullivan, <laughs> and each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we need to have a different theme that we like to get into when it comes to the debauchery and uh, other things of drinking nature. This week is gambling. Again, we're revisiting. We're letting it ride, running it back, <laughs> chasing the drink. All in oh, on gambling. All in. Chasing our losses, basically. <laughs> throwing um, good money at bad money is another term they like to throw. We're talking about trying to make up your losses. Anyway, because we've done the gambling episode again, but there's a lot more to get into, especially when it comes to drinking. And our guest this week is a professional gambler, right. old buddy of yours who has done the live show here in Chicago. Uh, Kevin, what's Kevin's Kevin last name Houston, again? Or also known as yep. Big Fun Kevin, as he was known in the... Uh, <laughs> In the, in the poker circuit in Chicago. He lives in Las Vegas now. Uh, yep. Yeah. But he's big fun wherever he goes. He I think he's from Buffalo originally. He's, he leaves a trail of right. a big trail of fun yeah. behind him. And it was also sarcastic at the poker tournament because he'd get angry at the poker tournament. He, he'd ber- <laughs> he would ber- berate and blame, blame you for cards and things like that. So, and he'd throw things. He'll get into that as we get into it. So it, it, was, a, it was a perfect nickname for Big Fun Kevin. So it's good to have Kevin Houston in here. Um, and... Um, yeah, he, he does like a lot of things with books. We'll get into his story. It's a, it's a quick story, but we did a long interview with him, which is good. Uh, but, but, but because gambling is so prevalent now, especially just on the, oh, yeah. with the uh, commercials now, it's, it's insane mm-hmm. how like – Dude, they're hilarious. I've always said I, we're going to look back at this age of like if you watch any kind of sports game mm-hmm. now, I'd say seventy percent of the ads are for some form of gambling, right. and we're going to look at this like the way cigarette ads to children used yes. to be in just terms of how unethical. Like they're just like the promises they make: no loss betting. Your first five <laughs> bets are on us. What could ever happen? Yeah, I, 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 I definitely compares it to like the legalization of weed, where like it was kind of better when it wasn't legal. Like I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> being too much legal and everyone yeah. talking about it you know and like being regulated mm-hmm. and all this stuff like I kind of I, I like when it was a little bit of a challenge and, and only the, and, you know, and if you really wanted it you would get it you know and the same thing with yeah. gambling you know we, we would get, like legalized gambling doesn't change our my life at all like I was going to gamble before <laughs> and want to gamble after but now that everyone's involved and they do these commercials that are non-stop and, and it's you see how you see how dangerous it is the way that they, they, they like mm-hmm. like you know they just have a kids in like football jerseys cheering like this could be you like you're just a regular guy at the bar and then you can have a can't lose parlay well why wouldn't you you know and like okay well there's a reason why it's a billion dollar corporation <laughs> and it is, it is an absolute and it's one of those diseases too where we like to say kind of like alcoholism we're like okay we'll call it a disease but we don't really think it is you know yeah. it's, it's kind of like we're not actually we don't actually think it's like cancer I mean you can fucking you, know, you are choosing to do it um so yeah, a lot of these. And we have yeah. to. I, I, I always love diseases like that, where the the medical community is like, uh, "This is a disease. Right. It, it, it's how their brain is wired." But we also concede that we can't treat them like a victim, or society collapses. <laughs> so we're going to say one thing, but then we're going to do another. But we we believe it's a disease. But we're going to treat you like a criminal. Right. <laughs> Um, so I know this firsthand as I do my other show at Bottom Line Bombs on, on a network called a Sports Gambling Podcast Network where we do ad reads, you know, like we, we always have like sports books and stuff like that mm-hmm. as different ads. And uh, yeah, 
they start off with some of that language, like you just you can't lose yeah. bet of the week. You know the sign up promo, <laughs> yeah. we, and we've gotten like from Reynolds that we have to change it to okay, don't you don't say you can't lose, say <laughs> <laughs> risk averse maybe kind of a thing. You know you have to you have to really specify it and. Uh, Barstool Sports, they have their own sports. But that's a new thing now, too, with these podcast networks. They get these huge, they get, they become so huge, and like DraftKings then have their own sports book, and they run it right through their shows. It, it really is. Sure. It is pretty. Uh, Chicago now, um, actually, I think it might be the old 710 Lounge yeah. is now a um, like a DraftKings sports lounge, oh, I sure. believe. I mean, they're monsters. Yeah, but there's a, there's a sports book bar uh, for them in Chicago now. It just opened. That's great. That's great. And they're going to be right in the stadiums, too. It's What could possibly go wrong? Not, not the <laughs> uh, Barstool is currently in a, a lawsuit in Massachusetts. The government's trying to – they they're, uh, they want to answer to their their, pol- their policy. I know, like, uh, Big Cat or whatever, whatever Barstool Cat, there's a bunch of them had to uh, testify about this. Because they had okay. – their promotion was called Can't Lose Parlay. And Penn Entertainment, which is a big company, owns them. They, they sold out to them, I guess. You know, so they have to. Def- uh-huh. They have to defend these words, and, and and their defense against their word is hilarious. Against this terminology is hilarious. They're using the uh, common sense, the reasonable person defense, and they toasted they <laughs> their lawyers uh, turned it to uh, buffalo wings. They go, no reasonable yeah. person believes that buffalo chicken wings contain buffalo meat. Nor do they believe crunch berries contain real berries. So everyone knows, yes, you can lose. <laughs> but with us, we're saying you get Buffalo wings birthday. came from the city of Buffalo. Yeah, right. Like, like, that's why they're called Buffalo wings. Yeah, like, no one... That, right, that's what he's saying. That, that is why they're called Buffalo wings. Because like, people should know that. But not, not everyone does know that. I can see people think yeah. it's Buffalo. But, but I just like the quote-unquote reasonable person. <laughs> uh, I mean... Yeah. It is like I do think it's unethical the way they do it because it's like they're they're like you are going to win money. I mean, it, it would be right. like they do the opposite of all. Of, it'd be like if Bud Light did an ad mm-hmm. and they're like, "You're not going to have a hangover. There's not going to be any <laughs> negative." <All right. laughs> like it's one, it's one thing to omit the negativity, but then to outright claim the negativity can't happen mm-hmm. is like a totally different thing, you know? It is. It's just it's what, what, the, like anytime yeah. you listen to financial advice ads. It's always like the disclaimer at the end is like thirty seconds long. We're like, not not intended to become financial advice. You, you know, uh, <laughs> right. stocks can go up and down, and they say all this stuff. You never hear that again. You just hear the, if you have a problem, one eight hundred gamblers. Yeah, so I'll call this number and uh, occasional throw. Out. They used to. They don't even do that for entertainment purposes only anymore. Now it became legal. Like, cause they're like, all right, we we all know we're not playing a, a board game here. <laughs> um, the lawyer also said, this, guy, this part was hilarious, like, goes, Your Honor, in this promo we use, only 122,000 use these can't lose bets, which is nothing compared to what we take in. He goes, and none of them from Massachusetts. They're experienced betters. He's like, so, he's trying to say that they weren't getting it. You don't even have standing to sue us right. here. You, you can't prove that a single Bostonian has suffered from this. <laughs> Your Honor, in this great state of Massachusetts, you guys are such experienced gamblers. You're, you're, that you are so degenerate right, that's that, exactly that you're not even interested in this. Yeah. I mean, half the people here, they wrote, their families were bookies. They, they grew up on this. They know, they know a sucker bet when they see it. They know not to do a three-team <laughs> teaser. 
I mean, it is hilarious. Like they're uh, like saying how you can do like three team parlays for right. active games. Yeah, it's like who does that? It's such a it's such a uh, it's such an inv- introductory way to get you involved. And it's just, so what they'll say is like bet a hundred dollars risk free. So you bet a hundred dollars yeah. that they give you. You know, if you win, you win. You they'll give you a profit. And if you lose, you know, you don't. Obviously, it's not real. It's not. Their, it's not your money. It's their money. Mm-hmm. But if you win, let's say you do win, and you win a hundred or two hundred dollars back, then they have a like a rollover, which means you have to put that money into play like like ten times over. Like the rollover would be like twenty times or whatever. Like most like real gamblers don't even take these promos. Like I don't want any anything to do with this because then you can't get your money out of there. Then they, yeah, because it's money you can't right, get. Yeah, exactly. Into you. Yeah, actually, you're putting all your real money into. It. I mean, it's it, it's it's amazing. They might as well. This might as well be done in an alley behind a school the way they fucking. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like fake money, like right. like uh, you know, like you're playing with McDonald's money or something like that, like as a child exactly. or something. In order like to that. get it, and then in order to get it out, you need real money, and there's nothing better than. Uh, <laughs> and I and I imagine I've never worked, uh, you know, the customer service at a sports book, and I've I've had interactions with them, but I can't. I imagine ninety percent of their calls are, "What the hell's a rollover? What does this mean? Why can't I get this? Why does it say I need to gamble fifty thousand? What does that even?" Me. No, no, They're like no. those people at Comcast that right. are just like, do not let them cancel yes. their service. Yes. You you tell them what you right. I transform to a manager. You do not let them withdraw that money. They are not allowed to withdraw that right. money. It just know? goes up the line. <laughs> And they do all kinds of ways. I'm not saying you even have to win that much. You're saying it just has to be involved in the pool in the community. You have to bet it. There has to be wins, losses, whatever. It just has to be circulating, floating around. You just have to do that 20 times over. So a thousand has to be twenty thousand. That's all. <laughs> That's really, hilarious. That's yeah, really amazing. So anyway. With that in mind, let's get into uh, our guest, Kevin Musin. Big fun, Kevin. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to him in Las Vegas. But first, a quick send from a show he's done in the Blackout Diaries about a night that got away from him. Without further brew, here is Big Fun Kevin Newsom. <laughs> and I will tell you guys, the internet has absolutely revolutionized the gambling era. <laughs> I will challenge anybody here to wake up on an early Saturday afternoon at Caesars, Mandalay Bay, Venetian, wherever you want. Go downstairs and ask the floor manager if you can uh, tell them. Yeah, I seem to be about two grand light from where I thought I was last night. Can you, uh, you let me look through the security video? I know there's footage for every inch of this place. Let me see where I might have misplaced it. <laughs> and watch yourself get laughed at. Well, the internet's great because... I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but they will allow you to go look at what you did last night when you were blackout drunk. I wake up one morning, kind of like, okay, let's get my football bets in. I log into my account, and it says, I have $4,400 in pending wagers already. Shit, you print it off, it takes off four sheets of paper. 
go watch your games with your buddies, and then you get fucking shit-faced drunk again, and then you ask that next question that no gambler should ask, and they all do. About 7 o'clock that night, what's going on in Hawaii? <laughs> Hawaii is a gambling phenomenon. They don't kick off till midnight, so not only do you not remember betting it, you don't remember if you won luck, it's check tomorrow. question is, who are they playing? <laughs> it really doesn't matter. You're still going to bet. 80% of the time, you don't remember betting on Hawaii or whether or not you won or lost. You don't remember watching the game. It just, it's just Hawaii. 82 and sunny. Let's hear from Kevin, everyone. All right, we're back here in the Blackout Tyrese. That was the great Kevin Musin, degenerate <laughs> storyteller, friend of the show, and scumbags alike. Longtime gambler. I say, I say that because he is one, and I am one as well. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the show. It's about time. He's been you've been bothering me for the time. When are we going to get on the podcast? Just like you did, and here yeah. you are. You're here. Yeah, and uh. I've been out in Vegas now for uh, nine over nine years, and and uh, just creating material for this just this event. So uh, yeah, yeah it, it was, I'm ready. We threw you out to Vegas as a field report to get to long term <laughs> to get yeah, a new I, story. I, I, I jumped right in face yeah. first. The audience just heard some great uh, stories of you at the live show telling some gambling stories, and now you're actually out there in Vegas. Matter of fact, Sean. Um, so I, I've known you forever. We played poker forever in Chicago way back, you know, and gambling and all that kind of things. And Sh- I think Sh- what was the first time Sean met you? We were at- I met you. Uh, so Kevin, I, I very distinctly remember, uh, remember meeting you. I met you at Murphy's Bleachers in uh-huh. Wrigleyville. Yeah, yeah. With your, with your briefcase of beer. Yep. I, yeah, I came in with a briefcase full of beer as I that's how I drank back then. A businessman. I'm like, well, who's this successful businessman? And I open up my business papers. And right. Um so it, it was probably a mutual interesting meeting because then after I've so I'm a man who just showed up with a briefcase full of beer. That's how cheap yeah. I am. Kevin, yeah. who I just met, he yeah. you I don't know if you remember this or not, Kevin. You turn and we're drinking outside in their beer garden. And the garbage, um, the garbage is about 15 feet away. And you yeah. have like a, like a napkin or a beer can. I remember. No, I, can't it was, remember. It was, I, know, I remember it. It was a baseball. And I said, and I challenged you. I said, I, I, I will, I'll wager with you that I can throw this in the garbage can from here. Yeah. And, uh, and you said, no, I don't, I don't No, but you said like $500 or something like that. (laughs) To me, it was an insane bet. It was like, I was like, are you fucking like, my wife will leave me if I, if I say yes to that bet. Like, what do you, that's the most amount of money I've ever heard about. It was amazing. And it It was was just like how you guys talk to each other. It's how you guys talk to each other. And I didn't realize that. It was amazing thing. Okay. Yeah, you didn't really have conversations going on. Like five hundred bucks, I make. You're like, what? All right, I missed it. I, hold on, double or nothing. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah. I owe you two thousand. Yeah, you were acting like, like you owe me money, and I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. be a part of this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay, don't hit me up now. Don't be a dick. I, I got to move some things around, but I'll get you five grand by Monday. <laughs> like, Jesus. I, I, I remember that it was a baseball because I had I ended up with a bruise on my leg for like a week because I think it was C was CJ was your wife there. 
Somebody threw it really hard while I was like up high of the garbage can, hit me in the leg. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't a box of wine, but it, it was still. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely makes sense. And you are the you are um, no, a, a big fan, no stranger to prop bets, I should say. Um, another fam- a famous prop bet uh, that you had that I tell Sean that he loves. Um, what yeah, the Parker. Yeah, so our poker days. Yeah. It's what it's one of these classic blackouts or drunken bets where we're like, I'm sure I'm sure we were watching the World Cup. We were watching soccer every four years and the World Cup was on. We we're talking about how easy it must be to score in a penalty kick, you know. And you mm-hmm. said uh, that you could score ten out of ten, I think you said it started it started off with a ridiculous number, how you would score ten out of ten penalty kicks, and our buddy Chris Kim, who also now you played soccer, I guess, way, way, way back. Me yeah, obviously yeah, in high school, different pounds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Kim just an this guy goes, I could stop it, not even knowing anything about goaling <laughs> or just being an athlete, but just knowing you and him knowing himself, just not having faith in you. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And next thing you know, yeah, it split the room. It split the room where the whole the whole room's like, well, I think Kevin can at least get five, you know. And like, so it started bouncing out. So then there was different teams, and then this became a real thing. <laughs> Explain yeah. it, Kevin. Yeah, we packed we we packed a, a uh, we packed the Chicago Park one Saturday morning because the poker yeah. game ran Friday night. Poker game <laughs> runs Friday night till about right. eight a.m. and then we all pile in a bunch of cars and half in yeah. the bag and go over to uh, a, 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 a a local park. And there's there's probably thirty five guys standing around, uh, <laughs> all of them with money on one side or the other. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, there's the parks. The, the park's full of kids running it out, you know, playing actual games that have been scheduled out. I mean, it, yeah. it, we were there, and it's just a bunch of scumbags, right? With money being exchanged hand in hand. Now, how long of a preparation was this for? I remember this being a huge event. Uh, I think we we started negotiations like in like uh, April, and we we actually did it in like early June. So it's probably six or eight weeks out. Of preparation. Yeah, it was like an international incident. There was, there was, there was back and forth with the, you know, all right, we're yeah, going to bring our proposal, then you come back with the proposal, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I had a video of myself practicing, and the, and the, the side wagers moved all around. There were, there were you know, I, there were guys with different amounts up on, on, on different, different right. totals. I think the total we settled on was five. And, uh, and there five was being, what, what's five? Well. Is five, 500? What's five? Five goals no, no, you're talking five, about, right? Five goals out of 10 kicks. Yeah, five out of oh, 10. Okay. And, and, and how much money do you and uh, the who's bet the other, itself was who's like, the goalie? The how much money is it just the two of you right? on the table? A thousand dollars between the two of us. Okay. All right. It was a thousand dollar bet. Okay. And then there's probably another 10. Then there's probably another 10 wagered between other people. Oh, yeah. The side action, the side action that will outweigh the main bet by far. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then also like I remember we had to go to a park that had two different options. So five kicks are going to be on turf, and five kicks are going to be on grass. Yep, we moved across and... the field. We moved across yeah, the grass yeah. and astroturf. turf. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And, and, which is great because you got guys that are you know still drinking cocktails while the, the kids yeah. are playing on the on the real field. Uh, yeah, yeah we start, we imagine seeing water. that though as a parent because I, I think in some ways it would be encouraging. Like, this city yeah, really likes soccer, it, like, this is a yeah, soccer yeah, city, in Chicago, right? In Chicago, I'm surprised. <laughs> in Chicago, I'm surprised there weren't other parents making other wagers. Like, 
I'll believe you that. It's like, but <laughs> some money on this. Yeah. And, you know, Jimmy, you go play your game. I'm going to be over here. I remember the video. Um, I remember the video leaking of you. Oh, I remember the video leaking of you practicing. You were talking about because yeah. you were running up to it. And that, someone, someone got a hold of that video and that leaked and that scared people and scared that moved the line big because you, you were hitting, <laughs> you were hitting some nice goals. But I remember yeah. my handicapping correct. If you want to know, uh, fans out there, you it wound up going under by. One or two, one. and it was uh, one. What by one, and it was, and it wasn't like yeah, my temper, right? My temper it was, my handicap was correct. I'm like Kevin. Kevin could physically do it, no problem. When he because when he hits them, they were fine, they were perfect. Like he couldn't. He was right. You couldn't stop him when you kicked it properly, you know. But I'm like, but, corners, yeah. Yeah. but with the crowd and your emotional temperament being what it is, I'm saying I'm gonna I'm gonna bet against that, and that's exactly what happened. There was an instant replay uh, that like controversial goal that didn't have that, yeah. that kind of got you like tilted, and once you got kick, tilted, yeah. that was it. Yeah, I think it was like the second kick. Uh, he made a save, and the ball had backspin on it. And as he made the right. save, the ball with the backspin rolled over the goal line. And nobody really right. knew what the ruling should be. And there was nobody at the goal line. Like, nobody was on the post watching and taking any video. So he said he got back to the ball before it rolled over the line. And I Well, in, in our defense, in our defense, there was a lot of video, but none of it was uh, lined up to actually judge what happened. We, we, we just yeah. wanted to make the funniest videos possible. So we're <laughs> looking and, for those angles. This is like this is like 12 years ago when the highest grade camera you could get was at about a 480. It, you know, it was like yeah. it was the, the, the <laughs> pixels. It was, yeah, it was terrible, but. So but yeah, nobody was nobody was in the proper position to make so it, a ruling. We didn't have a goal cam back then. Yeah, it's no. um, you know, it's just kind of funny that we're telling this story, which CJ has always told me. And and, and Kevin, you're an interesting guy from what I've pieced together based off just meeting you and, and what CJ tells me about gambling, and that you're you're essentially a professional gambler or whatever you guys call it. You know, um, mm-hmm. but you really, it seems like you. Um, show your emotions on your sleeve. Like you're an o- open book <laughs> and it seems like most gamblers aren't that way. Like, like, is, right. is, do you feel that's fair, Kevin? Do you feel like, do you uh, lose your emotions during games? What's that like as an emotional dude, bit. as a gambler? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but you know, I, you know, I, yeah, the, the traditional poker face is not my, my strength, but <laughs> you know, but I mean, um, he, does, he doesn't, because- he's not a take a, take a loss in stride kind of guy. <laughs> no, but I still, uh, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still not very vocal when, like, I don't like watching games at a sports book or in public uh, sports events. That I have a lot, you know, decent amount of money on because the the crowd and the and the average I, person and, 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 I, that. and, and I'll still be the guy that if I do like I have to go watch a Super Bowl or or a Final mm. Four game, you know, at a sports book with friends, and you'll see there's always there's three or four guys around the book that are. They're screaming and yelling at the TV and they're going right. nuts and them. And I always, I always say to my friend, look at this fucking clown. Like he's got like ten dollars on this game and he's losing his fucking mind. And I'm sitting here with like, probably, you know, like, you know, thousands more, more than ten dollars. Well, more than ten dollars. Yeah, more than ten dollars. <laughs> and I'm, and I, you know, and, and I'm watching it in, in pretty much, you know, Tom Landry fashion. Like, just you can't show emotion. In that situation, <laughs> which is funny because I, I don't like to show emotion in a sporting event situation, but I have no problem yelling at a poker taper. 
That's what I'm saying. A poker table. We're talking to you now with these headphones, and I recognize these headphones. These are the headphones you use during poker, and they look a little banged up. And I imagine that you you told me they already have a story. I mean, how many poker yeah, poker games before. have you uh, created an incident and been like kicked out of? Oh, uh, I mean, oh, to, to the point of getting kicked out, it's, it's minimal, maybe five. Uh, which is maybe how many? Five. Like five. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but it's not too point, bad then. Just five places just, you can't return. Just, <laughs> oh no no can't return is only a couple but uh I know, I know. I mean, about, sent, you've but, been but sent down about it is, well what yeah but what what saves me at a lot of poker tables is when i'm when i'm emotional uh a lot of the other players recognize that and they know that that's just about to be fucking payday for them so the right. floor and the owners of the room may say hey it's it's time for you to go. And the rest of the table is like, nah, nah, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usually. Usually if someone's berating someone and another player wants you out, but everyone's voting for you to stay, of course, because you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, you're an, you're you're know, an ATM you know, machine whatever, at that point. Yeah, whatever's in my pocket is, is going to be <laughs> distributed amongst the rest of the You will players. do that, too. I've and seen you do that, too. So that, fine. You want this, too? Like, you lose a hand and you're just throwing your car keys out there. <laughs> Sir, we don't take those. No, just take it all while you're having it. You know, that kind yeah, of, like, yeah, big, yeah. Of, uh, big emotional yeah, story. Emotions. emotions. They're not, yeah. I mean, I, you know you know where you stand with me, though. Nobody ever questions whether or not. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can see that, yeah. We're on good terms. Uh, and the other thing is, like, and, and and on the on the belt on the table, whatever you know, I mean, I may be a little bit emotional, and it, but but I consider myself now. I don't know if everybody does, but you know, I, I have a lot of great relationships with the same guys that we're throwing thousands of dollars around at each other, and it was great competitive level, you know, a great level of competitiveness. But off the table, I, I had a lot of fun, I, you know, so. So I think that you do have a, a lot of fun. You're, you're, also, <laughs> you're the kind of guy, as like I said, you get very upset at someone for losing on a bad beat. But then when you when that goes your way, you're very happy about it. You, you don't acknowledge that you also might have gotten a little bit of a fortune like that. You deserve any kind of karma and, and luck box shit that comes your way, which I appreciate. I appreciate I that you- mentality. Of you know I what I deserve this from I, I don't I can't even name why but I know I know I deserve this for something. <laughs> I think you were the one CJ actually that pointed out you were like like Kevin your behavior at the table makes no sense I've seen you lose two thousand dollars in a hand and you're like yeah nice hand good job and then you lose a hundred dollars and you're like ballistic and you want to turn the table over and I'm like well yeah when, when I got it you know when I when I lost two grand that guy had a better hand than me this is what it is right. but. When I lost 100, it, it, it happened at the river, and I was I was 88 percent to win the hand, and, and I hate when you know I hate when I hate when God makes the ruling that like hey you know what fuck off you're losing this hand like and the cards are just going to go against you so Kevin, but I, but it's true I um so your your set uh, ended on one of my favorite lines at the Blackout Diaries where you said I asked the one question that no gambler should you've just been on a long ending streak and you go what's the line on Hawaii, you know? And yeah. that's just like how yeah. you try to make your money back. Cause they play on like Island time or right. whatever. It's yeah. a bailout. Yeah, it's game. always the last game on the board. It's always the last game on Saturday. It's about two and a half hours after mm-hmm. everything else has ended. And you're like, oh, well, here's my bailout or double up game. 
And yeah. I love that idea that, that Hawaii, the rainbows, I think they're actually not called the rainbows yeah. anymore. But they're the warriors the now. But that yes. they were followed yeah. just by gambling addicts. Like, like that was just <laughs> like, like, well, when, Ju- when June Jones was the coach there, they ran that. Oh, my God. Was it was that Colt that, McCoy? Who was that guy? No, no, that no Col- Colt McBride for 5,000. Colt Brennan they had. And then Tommy Chang, too. Wasn't he another quarterback, too? Remember they played? Yeah. They had like, he said NCAA records. And they played like Alabama one year and got oh they got blown out yeah game. they got blown out <laughs> but so, when June Jones was there it was great so you just say what's what's the Hawaii line what's the over and you didn't care who they you blindly bet it <laughs> just because yeah. like you know you were trying to and get yourself bailed out so, for a terrible day yeah so like so like per per student because it's, it's not a huge you know it's not a huge uh, student body. But like the dollars wagered per student at a university, Hawaii has to get like ten x. <laughs> yeah, the next biggest just off its time zone, right? <laughs> just off its time zone. Like, yeah, like if they show like if they, they, if they show like the pool. Like like, three, yeah, yeah. If there's like three thousand kids going to Hawaii. Yeah, if there's like three thousand kids in Hawaii and there's like forty thousand kids in Alabama, and Alabama's number one in the country, Alabama's per student dollar yeah. amount in the in the uh, handle. Is probably you know like like a third of Hawaii. It's just, there should be a continental. There should be a continental school that just decides to do like like SMU should just be like you know what we're playing our games at midnight. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's funny the action on them that would happen right. if they're just playing midnight. You know, yeah, Fuck midnight madness every time. We're here for, yeah. for you. We're here to bail you out. And yeah, in absolute degenerate fashion, I have a buddy out here who's a he's an overnight bartender because the bars don't close in Vegas for twenty four seven. Right. And so this guy's a yeah. this guy's a graveyard bartender. He comes in at midnight and bartends till eight a.m. And he, so I just saw him two days ago, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I finally hit one of those uh, Korean parlays." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh yeah, every night because every night I bet all the Korean baseball games over, and the Korean baseball <laughs> games start at like three a.m. Vegas time." <laughs> So yeah, absolutely. Sweat while he's at work. Just bet him over every night. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, having, like every... reading the newspaper. Every <laughs> Let's part right. of my routine. I bet you the over up... on all Korean baseball. Yeah. And I clock see how my... yeah, yeah. Let's see how my stocks did in Europe. Okay, there they are. The Korean baseball. <laughs> exactly. Scores. That's exactly what he's doing. He's like, you know, he's like, there's usually five games a night. They all start, right. they all start simultaneously. <laughs> so, he, so he's just sweating the game. Yeah, there's only like, like five major cities. He's in Korea, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so he's betting the Korean baseball over every That's night. He's hilarious. All five That's teams. amazing. And he hit one the other day for like like fifteen hundred bucks. He put a little little yeah, baby one pound hit. and getting it. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Kevin, that's amazing. We we probably uh, got to get going here soon, but uh, like I, I love having you on the show. Uh, what would be? I, I think what maybe we uh, we should close on. What would be your advice to our listeners? Who aren't familiar with gambling and maybe you, you know like that's all you hear now when you listen to sports it's amazing like when you oh, like yeah. like i don't gamble and it's amazing when i hear these ads Correct. i think we're going to look at them like cigarette ads yeah. in 60 years about how unethical <laughs> they're like you know, right. your first 19 bets free you can't lose <laughs> risk free so you have a lot of people that are yeah, starting like- down this road that know they have no context they have no expertise what would be your advice to a new gambler uh before you leave us kevin uh just, just don't 
Just don't. <laughs> just don't. Don't get started. I mean, it's like it's like Kevin Hart is always on the commercials out here for. I think it's. I think it's yeah. uh, DraftKings. Draft Kings, I, I believe. Know. I think but, he's yeah, DraftKings. He, he, he's going to end up being like the Marlboro Man of of the of the gambling industry, like the <laughs> guy. I don't know. Um, Jamie Jamie Fox seems to be doing good in those commercials. I don't think I I agree with Sean. I don't think anything can go wrong. Is it, it is running. Isn't that guy like on his deathbed? <laughs> yeah, but he's still but he's still hitting parlays. That's all that matters. You can do that from your hospital bed. Perfect. Yeah, but, uh, all right, Kevin. Anyway, thanks thanks for joining us. Yep. Any, yeah, anything you want to tell me. the audience where they can reach you or anything like that? I think you're Absolutely just not. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Off the not. grid. Off, off the grid, grid. completely. I off the grid, making bets at three a.m. Yeah. Making bets at three a.m. Yeah. Hitting the kiosk yeah. so they run out of paper at the Circus Sportsbook. Love it. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Thank you so much, the Kevin. The less the IRS knows about where I am, the happier I am. And we're back at the Blackout Diary. CJ Sullivan and Sean Bear Flannery. That was big fun, Kev, who just left us. Uh, thank you again to Kevin, and we hope. Uh, He's doing well out there in uh, Vegas. You know, now I know, CJ, you um, have won some poker tournaments. Mm -hmm. You're an experienced gambler. And there's always a debate. People probably even ask you, are you better drunk or not? Sometimes people think it's almost like uh, like those weird people who think they drive better drunk or something like that. Like some people. You drive drunk here. Like, I'm I'm a better drive drunk. I'm better (laughs) when I'm drunk when I drive. So I focus more. Like, no, you got lucky that one time, you know. <laughs> yeah. You were definitely more Or, or it might just be, you're. It, this is more of how egregiously atrocious you are when you're sober. Yeah. I did and actually because you were drunk, you, drive... you actually obeyed road laws. Right. And you're probably more, you're trying to focus more, too. You're trying to lock yeah. in, too, as mm-hmm. well, that first, that first time. Um, but, yes, mm-hmm. they say that with gambling, too. And it, and it goes both ways. Um, overall... You would think common sense would say <laughs> there's a reason why casinos in Las Vegas specifically give you free drinks when you gamble. They want you to they want you to drink. I mean, there's a they, they, people companies usually don't think yeah, give yeah, free. Yeah, you should just them. ask yourself, well, what's what's his motivation? <laughs> to give me three hundred dollars worth of alcohol for free? Do you think he has an ulterior motive? Right. You know. <laughs> And it turns out there's a study that's saying the casinos know exactly what they're doing. They do exactly, this is a, exactly what you're doing. And yeah. poker, especially, I know that when I, I played poker out of my mind plenty of times. Uh, it's never good. They're, but they, there is a saying in poker, like, they're like, some nights you just can't beat a drunk. And there's like, there's videos, there's this great video of uh, Scotty Wynn, who's a funny poker player. And he was, he was, he won this tournament on ESPN and he was hammered. And he's ordering drinks at a bar, trying to get everyone else to drink and no one's, <laughs> no one's drinking with him. Come on, baby! And he's just doing every shot. And he would like, and he just, he, because he didn't know what he was doing. So it was like hard to get to his <laughs> that mind. Really- and that's what it was. That creep, yeah. You know? That happened to be. It's not the same thing as poker, but my wife loves the game Euchre, which Uh, is like a four-person card game. And we were at a Euchre tournament. The white white man's spades. Yes. And we were at a Euchre tournament, and I was like that. I was just completely (laughs) over. I won the tournament. Like, I just was annihilated. And just like, they're cleaning up, and she just sees like, what? God damn it. Like, she's on the phone. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what happened? He goes, Sean just fell out of a window. All right, so I got to go get him. And they're like, who's Sean? That's the guy who just won the tournament. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to read somebody if they don't know what they're holding. You know what exactly. I mean? that's, that's the key to that. Like, yeah. You know, if they don't know what's going on, how, how am I going to read what you think is going on? You know? 
So that's the potential advantage right. of being drunk is you're, you're highly unpredictable, hard to read. Yes. The problem is you don't make good calculations. And this is what the study by the University of British Columbia says. Mm-hmm. Tipsy gamblers are more likely to throw good money after bad. Yep. New same. evidence suggests that liquid courage emboldens players to chase losses. And that basically, um, well, here, I'll just say it from one of the doctors here. Inhibition is a core component of the executive functions of your brain. And by a simple account... Loss chasing could arise from impaired inhibition because like what they found is like drunks, uh, they would lose some and then they would just bet more and more. If they were drunk, they were more likely to keep betting while losing. This gives rise to impulsivity as with the tendency to make rapid, hasty gambling decisions in pursuit of winning, said lead researcher Luke Clark. <laughs> in pursuit of winning. I like that. You know? It's, yeah. It's logic, That's a great right, phrase. Right. <laughs> been, what are you doing? You know what I was doing? I was making hasty gambling decisions in pursuit of winning. <laughs> and uh, yeah, of course that's true. You want to, um, you're, you, you're not, you're, you're living in the moment. You're not thinking, you throw logic out. You can basically take this with everything, all of our episodes of uh, what, oh, what yeah. alcohol does to you. It makes you mm-hmm. not think about the fears and the actual realities of it. Like, you know, with the fighting, with everything. It's like, or you just, you know, you're just not scared. You're not thinking about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they said when you're when you are sober, you have a much higher aversion to losses than when you are drunk. Right. Uh, the, you also apparently they're saying get a little bit more euphoria from winning when you're drunk, which can then also keep you gambling when you don't want to be. <laughs> um Right, they they they, they uh, like a lot of people stop drinking. They they use gambling to, to complete that rush for that high, but it's also much better if you're mm-hmm. drunk. Because when you because <laughs> even when you win, you're just like, ah, oh, well, it's just probably gonna go back anyway. But when you're gambling, that would be like the that would be almost like you know like the scene in Superman two where he comes back to the diner and he has his powers back. I don't know if you remember Superman two, but basically yes. a bully beats up yeah, Clark bully beats Kent up in diner, and then he gets his. But that, that would be like a great scene. Like maybe even for someone like yourself, if you were a bad drunk gambler uh-huh. and now that you're not drinking anymore, you just show up like, well, right. I'd like to have a rematch here. <laughs> but, but but they're dealing with the sober mind. Exactly. You know? <laughs> that, is, that, that has happened in a few situations. That's funny. I haven't gone to some of those old live poker games. I should do that. That's funny. <laughs> and act drunk, dude. That, that old routine. Yeah, that totally that. act drunk. That's an old-fashioned yeah. muscle you see in gambling movies too, the old fake and drinking. And I've always, you know, I've always talked about that because, you know, they're always saying like, like there's this new modern movement. Um, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with right. it, but that, you know, um, actors who are from that background should mm-hmm. play those roles. And otherwise you, you shouldn't have a white actor be King Lear. Like right. you should have a black actor sure. who's King Lear. And now they're saying that about gay people that, that you know, if yeah. it's a gay role, it should be yeah. played by a gay actor. I'm always like, well, how come we're having sober people play drunks in yeah, movies? Because they're so bad at it. They don't know how to act drunk right. at all. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, they are terrible at it. I know. That, I, mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I disagree with that theory. I mean, with race, obviously, you should keep some, you should, you should definitely keep mm-hmm. some races yeah, yeah. together. But the other ones, but like, yeah. it's called acting, for fuck's sakes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Although, you know, um, but like, did it have to be a murderer to play a murderer? Like, I don't, I don't, like, how, like where, how far do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. With the, like, he has to live the role. That's what acting is. But I do agree with it you. It is with funny what they do. Would they like? There's never a controversy about skinny actors wearing fat suits. No. I feel maybe there was with the whale. Absolutely I don't not. know. I can't remember. Absolutely not. No, the, and, the, and the casting directors are just like, we don't let them become actors. <laughs> 
right. So there's <laughs> right. the idea that there's a supply of fat yeah, actors. I always call no, that we act, don't... acting in fat face. It's cultural appropriation, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. But anyways, they let Tom, they let Tom Cruise ahead. get in a wheelchair. We can't get somebody, you know, to do born on Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah. We can't get someone like that. Whatever. <laughs> but. So long and the short of it is, listeners, uh, do not believe you're going to become a better gambler right. when you're drunk. And it is a thing with, like we said, there's a reason why these casinos give you free alcohol. Now, it was fine. Well, and there's sometimes you all, every few years, you see a new, uh, super successful regional businessman. It's always yeah. some guy who owns like a chain of car sales uh, <laughs> places or something like that. They get really drunk at a casino and they sue them. And they're like, I was taken advantage of. Yeah. And you know, it does hurt those super rich guys. Like when we were growing up, like we go there, like we go to Lang City. Or whatever, like we'd, yeah, you'd lose like the, the hundred bucks we had prepared to play. And then, like, as soon as you lose, like, all right, well, I'm gonna drink myself even, you know, like, and that's what you do. <laughs> like, it's like 20 minutes in, like, you know, you just drink all night until you lose, get that hundred dollars back, and that would work yeah. out. I actually remember one time I was in uh, Vegas and I lost, I was in the sports book, and this, and this waitress just kept bringing me a drink. This is back, back, back when you could just sit in a sports book and drink for free. You know, mm-hmm. now now they give you like two tickets with every bet you make or something. But anyway, okay, she would come back. She's bringing me like these Jack and Cokes or whatever it was, you know. And I would tip her like a dollar, like for every drink, you know. And she actually mm-hmm. she's told me to stop one time. She goes, "You don't have to, you don't have to tip me every drink." He's like, "She's like, I'm making plenty of money on the floor there. Like you you need to keep this or something." She's like, she felt bad for me. And she's like, "Stop, oh, yeah. yeah." She's like, "Stop tipping me. Like, keep these dollars." You yeah, know, like a need. hooker giving a mercy fuck or something like <laughs> exactly. that. You know, you don't have to pay right. for this. You, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it a training exercise, you know. Exactly. I'm making a thousand dollars over there. Or if there's a real. <laughs> but as you're right, there's but, a lot. Yeah, of, these high rollers, they can lose a lot, right? And you're right. It is always like cars or something like that. They're always embezzling and moving money over, and they come in like I know. Like uh, we were just playing with something. Not playing with. We went to a a game and they get you know they're called whales but they're basically just fronting their entire business for it you know and they can't they, mm-hmm. they can't afford it they have like these uh they because they get the high roller suites they get it they got comped everything and then next thing you know they're absolutely they're uh <laughs> they don't have a penny to their name <laughs> a penny to their name so what they do is they go through the stages and eventually they'll sue the casino for saying for mm-hmm. giving all these free drinks and uh mm-hmm. taking advantage of their their quote-unquote gambling addiction as they say Mm-hmm. Um, there was one guy famously, uh, well, I always talk about the Eagles owner, Len Tose, who, uh, who, lo- they forced him out of the NFL due to his gambling, well, didn't they? they forced him, but he went bankrupt. He literally gambled away, oh, okay. gambled away the football team, <laughs> like everything he had, which was, uh, which is a sad story because he's a great guy. Everyone loved him. He started like the Ronald McDonald yeah. house and like it's like his big okay. charity lost foundation, but he had a gambling problem and they'd find him down in Atlantic city and he'd just be, you know, they'd black out drunk and he'd lose like 9 million. Well, I remember, I remember that story. They made custom cups for him that mm-hmm. they would fill with scotch so yeah. he would be drinking out of like this um chalice that the the casino had made for him that would be filled to the brim with scotch yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and, and it was like something like nine billion and like i remember one guy one but pit, it was famously like some pit, pit boss tried to cut him off and help him they fired him on the spot for <laughs> trying to stop him for drinking <laughs> for drinking and gambling and uh he um he was great. He like uh, 
he sold the team. He wound up having to sell the team to this guy, Norman Brayman, who everyone hated. He was like a French art mm-hmm. dealer. Like he was just the opposite of this guy. Mm-hmm. who was a person. Yeah. And, uh, he was eating a restaurant in Philly during the sale. And he, he took advantage of him, obviously. And it was like raining outside. And, uh, he kept tipping them. He kept tipping the host or the maitre d to keep he keep Norman Brayman waiting outside for the tables to say it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet <laughs> in the rain and like and like finally came over after giving like two thousand dollars. Like sir, like sir, I can't keep him out. He's screaming like we're all gonna get fired. He's screaming at me and he just saw him laughing. He's like that's all right. You can sit him down now. Like after half an hour and then when he passed, he was like you son of a, a prick yeah, business like, prick business rivalries. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They actually told him, he goes, what if I gave you like $50 million right now, what would you do like to get back? And he was already dead. He goes, oh, I'd probably just charter a, charter a uh, boat and take the to the French Riviera and gamble it away. He's like, he's like what else are you going to do? What else are you supposed to do with it? You're not supposed to die with your money. So he did not win that lawsuit. That's when he, when he testified like that. <laughs> he do have a problem. But like I know there's other people who testify. Like, um, there was the one guy in the lawsuit who said that he, um, said he was blackout drunk, so obviously he can't uh, – be responsible for what he said. This is a California businessman, right. uh, Mark A. Johnston That's, of Ventura, California. Johnson, yes. Yeah, and this this guy was such a character, he kind of went viral because mm-hmm. uh, CNN interviewed him. He had like these 1940s, like bucket style hats, yeah. and he just has like a real, <laughs> like loud personality. Right. And he lost $500,000. And he says it's because the employees at the downtown grand las vegas hotel and casino got him blackout drunk mm-hmm. and then let him take out credit lines um and uh this is his quote here just picture a drunk walking down the street and he's drunk and someone pickpots him and takes his money out of all his wallets that's how i would characterize it i feel <laughs> like it's the days of the old vegas they've just been extorting me <laughs> He goes on to explain that he's not just a bad loser. He says, I'm not a sore loser. Right. I've lost half a million. I've lost 800000 that's what, that's what every gambler, like, lo- they always love saying things that they like, Listen, I can take the loss. I'm used to it. It's gambling. It comes yeah. It comes with the job. I understand. Yeah. But I just don't like when they get away with this for the next guy. Yeah. Like they're, like they're, they're really like, doing it for the Yeah, exactly. Cause, it's altruism. It's an, this is about you, speaking to the casino, mm-hmm. almost killing me, Johnson said. What if I had gone to bed that night with all those drinks in me? If I had thrown <laughs> up on myself and choked and died? <laughs> what if I had gone to bed that night? <laughs> like, staying at a table all night has saved his life. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and he's one of that- Johnson did acknowledge some responsibility for his drinking, which was as many as 20 drinks while gambling over 17 hours on top of the 10 drinks he had on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> My responsibility is, look, I had, I did have some drinks at the airport on the plane. And at some point, you know, that's my responsibility. Right. But the unfortunate part is, for them, they have a bigger responsibility than I do. <laughs> the terms they use is amazing. There's this one guy who sued an Australian casino for unconscionable conduct, he called it. Unconscionable. <laughs> <laughs> After he lost $4.5 million, said the real consumer. <laughs> But you always say too. It's always funny when the lawyer has them on the stand, and they have to. They, oh, it's great! In order to, and they did it with letter. It was did it with letter toast as well. They had to say like, you have to admit they have a problem on one end, but the, the casino mm-hmm. is responsible for the other one, like for the alcohol. So mm-hmm. like, l- listen, no one's arguing that my client's not a moron. 
He is dumb. He makes dumb decisions. We all know he's not going to win. He doesn't know that, but he does it anyway. That's not what we're arguing here. <laughs> yeah, it's so great because then the casino always argues, this guy is an idiot. Yeah. And he was right. gambling like this when he was sober. He had nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah, nothing to do. Take the alcohol away. He's going to lose. This is what he does. He, he doesn't know how to gamble. <laughs> And it's the opposite of most trials where most trials, like you have a, a certain day and you're like, oh, I took a beating from the prosecution today. They just <laughs> said I was an asshole and unreliable. But tomorrow my lawyer gets to present. And But these trials are different and that your lawyer is also calling you an asshole but for totally different reasons. So you're just getting beaten up every day by both sides. So funny. And I get it. And I mean, a, lot, a lot of these lawsuits come because you know, obviously you get broken, you get desperate, and you say, and you'll say anything. And that's what happened. And it's mm-hmm. uh, a common theme, especially when gambling. That's why you do know it's an addiction because you have that desperation feel. And uh, yeah, you know, you're out, you're outside of your normal self. You're not. You're mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on. And it reminds me of a story that I've told in the Blackout Diaries, Sean, the live <laughs> show, famous one uh, with Kevin. Actually, Kevin knows this guy too. We had who's uh, okay. <laughs> This guy, VJ, who... um, This is one of my favorite stories of all time. Yes. This was back in the Chicago uh, poker games. We would Mm -hmm. play a lot. Uh, The underground games you see in the movies where, you know, somebody buzzed in. It's not that shady, but, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. You you have to know these games. And, like, they... And okay. like people would run them. It's like, kind of like Molly's game, as they say in that movie, but it's not nowhere near as uh, <laughs> good-looking celebrities doing it. High-end. Right. Yeah. Not as high-end. It's people like uh, degenerate gamblers, but it's nonetheless, but, you know, people that look more like me and Kevin yeah. than uh, Tobey Maguire and uh, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, that being said, one of the uh, perks of playing at these games is that you, you do get credit. You know, the casino... When you have people with our bankroll, you're not getting markers, you know, whatever. You're not getting credit. <laughs> Here, you get credit. So, all right, so if you lose a 1000 whatever, you bring a 1000 you lose it. You get another 1000 you lose it. You go back and you pay it the next week or whatever, something like that. Or assist or whatever. Whatever it is. Um, usually, those depends on – and the credit obviously depends on how well they know you and whatever and how you're established. And they, they have rules. And I used to run this – help run this game with this other guy, Gary um, – You'd go in. You'd go in together where we'd split our bankroll, whatever, and we'd, we'd help run the game. And and collecting is never fun, especially when you know these people, you know. Yeah. And um, but you keep rules to it. You don't let it get too big, you know, because if yeah. it gets too, if it gets too big, you know, it gets obviously they'll gets, just leave town. Right. I mean, leave the, you're town. never gonna see it. But there's also a saying: um, you're you're less likely to get to someone have you pay like $50 than you are to pay like $5,000. Because $5,000, mm-hmm. you know, to, to me, it's a lot of money. It's on your conscience a lot, you know, and they want it. They, for some mm-hmm. reason, they want to make that good. Yeah, if I they're see. not going to leave town, yeah. they want to make good on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's like $50 or $100, people are like, eh, you know, fuck that guy, whatever. Like, that's, that's yeah. why you even bother. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can live with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they justify it that way. So, um, but they give you a lot of excuses. So that that, 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 that puts that into looks. Uh, so we had a guy who uh, um, tried to forget how much money was this for. Do I have it here? Let me see. It was uh, you said it wasn't a lot of money? No, no, right? it wasn't a lot. Like, at I think all. you said it was five hundred, which or maybe it was even less than that. You said it was like, like I think it was like for a two fifty yeah. or something like that because okay, he was uh, so it was something like that. But and the but the reason why this was, was even a thing 
because it was like a first time guy. We never, you never put anyone on credit. You, you see for the first time, but someone else vouched for him. Vu, who uh, you know as well, was just a fun guy. And yeah. it became a fun character. So this guy owed $250. <laughs> And uh, he didn't show up for a while. A lot of games, he didn't. Yeah, you, I'll show him next week. They've never been showing up, you know. And so then he started texting all these reasons why he didn't pay, and they became so funny. And like the, the lies he would come up with, and then it became it became such a it became a weekly entertainment source of our poker game where we'd read them aloud. <laughs> Like, has anyone seen for PJ? I don't know, but listen to this one. And we get excited for the weekly update for him. Let me, so this is good. I love liars. I love liars, <laughs> especially liars that don't think. Right. And yeah, this is a great, this is great. So let me go through some of these text messages that I have that we've, that we've saved because they're so legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, this is him. This is him starting off with. Been waiting for your okay. tech. Been waiting for your text. I cleared my call history. I have strep throat and haven't gone up to my work today. I plan on playing on Friday. That's how he so opens up with. So I've been waiting on your text here. Cleared my call history. So none of that noise is blocking it. It'll come right in. Right. It's all, got an open runway. All the wires open are opened here. up. <laughs> just waiting on you, buddy. I do have strep. I love it. just throws that in. That's what I mean. He tosses it. I have strep throat. Is that an excuse for a different? Is that for your job excuse? What is that one for? I think you're mixing up your excuses here. I'm, he's I'm, so used to just lying right. that he always puts in a lie about what virus he's dealing he with. He just goes into it's a, just the third sentence. Yeah, he just goes into his excuse folder, just tosses a few out there, and sprinkles it out there. Yeah. So uh, we dead re- grandma, you know, whatever, right. you know. We reply back Friday. Cool. You know, we just, we keep ours simple. Like one of your yours are terse. Let them hang themselves. It's fun. We don't want to get into a we don't want to <laughs> yeah. get into a narrative yeah. with them. You know. Okay, Friday sounds yeah. good. He goes, thanks, appreciate it. I really feel like an ass. No, I've been making a real. I know I'm making a really bad first impression, which is the last thing I want. This is not how I operate. Capital N, capital not. <laughs> and as we find out later on, this is exactly how he operates. But <laughs> I just love making that declaration. I know we just met, but this is not how I operate. All right, next week is the text. Got to fight with the girlfriend. I need to bring that to my life, too, just real quick. Right, this is not how I operate. The, just after you do something terrible, this is not how I operate. Yeah. I just, just for the record, here, okay? I know as you get kicked out or somewhere. It's not right, how I operate. It's just so funny. No, that is great. That needs to be coming in vocabulary. So, all right, next next week. Got in a fight with the girlfriend. She left me in Northfield. Left me in Northfield. I like that. Waiting for brother to get off work in Winnica, and I'm rolling with 500. If I get it back to the city, I'll settle up. <laughs> rolling with 500 <laughs> meaning he's going to have enough to pay and play, you know? Okay. Okay, okay we got to meet, even though the girlfriend left him in North, North, Northfield. <laughs> All right, where are you? I know, I know we need to settle with you, but not sure if I can play. Messed up on painkillers, got hit by a car. Double compound fracture in the back and a hairline fracture in the knee, which is swollen as hell and purple. (laughs) And uh, as you have to point out, he doesn't even know what kind of lie he's saying right here. A double compound fracture in the back. It's like a Christopher Reeves type of paralysis yeah. injury. I mean, Your I'm... back is sticking out of the skin. <laughs> and then he's like, and on top of that, I got a swollen knee. Oh, and the hairline fracture in the knee. That's purple. That's not going to help me play poker. That's for sure. And he Double goes, compound fracture right, in the back. I got hit by a car. So 
Not sure we'll be able to play. Like, we're worried about him playing at this point. We just want him to show up and hand <laughs> over the fucking money. <laughs> and I will say, I mean, I'd always say it's a little money, whatever. It was $200. It was something like that, whatever. But like, it, it, it's good to keep – we need to keep the books balanced, too. It's not just about him, Owen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, like – Sure. Because you're going to owe – because we also owe people money that, you know, we mm-hmm. can't pay out, whatever. Anyway. But also, this is becoming funny. Haven't been trying to avoid you. Please don't take me off the list, and I'll never ask for a front again. <laughs> we go, no problem. Sorry to hear about your accident. <laughs> All right, next week, couple double, where are you? Where are you? He always said, I'll show up next Friday at the game. So we, mm-hmm. so then we were like, all right. And that's what I, someone would be like, all right, text him. Where is he at? Where is he at? You know, no, he's not coming. Here's his reply back to where are you for the second time. Don't know what I was thinking. Saw, saw a band I know from Florida, ate some mushrooms. Next thing you know, I'm in Cleveland, stuck in her tour bus. <laughs> have to work tonight, and I don't have the slightest idea of how I'm getting back. Our next shows are in Pittsburgh. I'm really fucked. <laughs> <laughs> now he's just, he's on, just tour. on tour with his yeah. band now. I don't know with what a double compound fracture in his back. <laughs> Like, your new roadie can't lift anything. He's <laughs> doing mushrooms. Oh my god! And so, uh, all right, that's fine. Well, uh, then we, we we worked out it. We, we worked on a thing a couple months. This is a month later, I think, what it was. Mm-hmm. And we're like, just come by today. Leave a check in the mailbox under the door, whatever. You don't have to come by for the game at night. You're not playing. Mm-hmm. You know, just come by and just yeah. throw in the check in. Because he offered up the check, I believe, at this point. Okay. And at this point, we're like, you know, when they bring up checks, we're, you know, it's done with. But like I said, we decided we're getting two hundred dollars worth of entertainment from his, <laughs> from these excuses. We're like, okay, let's see where this, let's see where this check thing goes. <laughs> he goes, the check I had was my tax refund. The government has canceled the check, seized my refund, and guess they found out where I'm living now and are garnishing my wages. But. Can I ask you a favor? <laughs> Can you maybe, with a couple of these, work with me when you have free time and help me become a better poker player? I'm going to need another way of income. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That uh, was that what he did. He starts off with how the government seizing the checks, garnishing wages. Quick favor. Can you be my? Can you be my mentor? <laughs> He wants to make money playing poker. I would suggest fiction writing would be a better way to make the money for him. <laughs> right, so get yourself a Substack or something. So now we do. Uh, now we decided to do a little plan for this because this two hundred dollars okay. is obviously causing a lot of stress in his life. Can you pay me twenty five dollars a week or make some other attempt to get right? Okay. This is you. Okay, yeah. Okay, twenty five a week. This, this seems reasonable. Can we, yeah. can we just do twenty five dollars a week? You know, or some other attempt, whatever to get right. That I can do, he says. <laughs> Hour later, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I'm in Tucson to deal with problems. My mom's in the ICU. You might think I'm full of shit and don't blame you, but this is just another notch on my headboard of things going wrong in my life. <laughs> Which is like five different sayings all wrapped into one. <laughs> Notch in a headboard of things going wrong in his life. Um, then he, <laughs> this is incredible. Northwest Hospital. Then he gives us the phone number. Nurse name is Georgia. 
There's the info if you want to check. Mary Jean Malloy, she tried to kill herself. <laughs> and that's how he signs off. <laughs> right. That was his last text. Um, we just say, I hope things are starting. Can you imagine calling that and actually verifying? Yeah, like, is, is there a Georgia there, please? A nurse, Georgia? Do you have a patient who tried to kill herself? Well, not. I'm glad she's doing okay, but her son owes me $25 this week. We, we, we agreed upon. <laughs> I was a little. Who is this? I don't know. Like, unless you're uh, authorized to receive, you know, HIPAA prevents me from um, disclosing medical <laughs> advice. I'm like, oh, no, ma'am, you can do it to me. I'm, I'm like a, your, his son's bookie. Her son's bookie. You know, he owes me. So right. legally, work. I'm allowed to get any information that, you know. Also, how's his back while he's in there? I mean, did you check that out? <laughs> <laughs> Have you let him leave the hospital? Uh, we replied back. I hope things are starting to turn around for you. Just call when you get back from Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> then we go. Then we're going to do a Sunday prom. Then you're supposed to come on by on a Sunday, which is never a day we play. Uh, you didn't come by Sunday. Didn't get the payment Sunday like you promised. Is everything okay? Thanks for asking. He says. <laughs> everything is good as to be expected. I have no cash because I'm trying not to get evicted. They gave me a five, seven, and ten day notice, but. This is where the thing is. This is the, the beautiful conclusion of the story. I want to bring you the most valuable thing I own, so you know I'm not fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> this was like this was over. Like, I mean, you had to be ready to call everyone over right. to just see this right. thing well, be received. We right? can't believe he's going to show up with anything. We're like, okay, we, we mm. like we put this as the thing of. Uh, you know, I'm going to stop by and drop an envelope of $25. We can't believe he would actually show mm-hmm. up. But we did. We were excited. We were like, well, things kind of turned. This is kind of interesting, you know. And then uh, this, because this went, this went over a year, you know, all these text messages and stuff uh-huh. like that. We just kept the story going. And then we um, cut to, he did. He showed up one day to bring the, oh, most, he did. To bring the most valuable thing he owned. And it was okay. a uh, Michael Jordan video, Come Fly With Me, a VHS tape. <laughs> That you got for getting a free sports il- from you got for free when you got a subscription to Sports Illustrated back in the eighties and nineties. You know they would give you like a helmet phone or some kind of gift for getting a subscription to Sports Illustrated. <laughs> this was a VHS cassette of Michael Jordan's "Come Fly with Me" in nineteen ninety highlights, which who knows what was worth something right now? Hell, it's fucking his uh, his flu game shoes just sold for two million dollars. Who knows what it might be? But he actually showed up with this thing, and uh, we, we called it square after that. We go, listen, sir, you gave us a year's worth of entertainment for $200 and a Michael Jordan tape. <laughs> We're good. And that's how we write it. All right, it CJ, up. I am proud to tell you yeah. that if you still have it in good or very good condition, okay. Michael Jordan, come fly with me on VHS, $14.99. Ooh, all right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> we could parlay that into a fortune, though. We could put that into a DraftKings sports book. Put that into our no risk bets. Yeah, yep. put that to a, a can't lose parlay, and we'll get that up to two hundred dollars. We'll be definitely even. <laughs> uh, that would be great to try at a casino just to see what their reaction is. Just to be like, when this should we should over. be able to call it even? <laughs> I'll expect some change. From What's that? this, sir? <laughs> Yeah, people always oh, do that. Oh, God, I know. They throw the deed into the pot. You know, here's the keys to my car. Yeah, yeah what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> That's a come fly with me. They don't... I would imagine, though, if you ran 
a poker, an underground poker game mm-hmm. long enough, and you allowed that kind of bartering, the weird collection of yeah. things oh, you would yeah. accumulate Absolutely. from people paying off debts, you know? Oh, no, people definitely offer all kinds of hilarious things. That's, yeah. That's a, that's a whole other episode, Sean, because we're out of time here already long. We've, <laughs> yeah. we've, we've been going long already with our Blackout Diaries. Let's uh, wrap it up with the live show every Friday at the Lincoln Lodge. Still going on. 10 p.m. every Friday. Buy your tickets in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my book, Places I Can't Return To, is available everywhere online where books are sold. Yep. Uh, so check that out. Uh, CJ, what do you got going Perfect. on? That's it. Just uh, b- Bottom Line Bombs with CJ Sullivan's other show. Make sure you subscribe to that. And make sure you give five stars to our show, The Blackout yep. Diaries, and review it and spread it to 50,000 of your friends.